Furthermore, the equation E is equal mc square. And here's the discovery. I'm gonna make them an offer again. Hello and welcome to another edition of Cheeky Scientist Radio. This is where PhDs come to learn everything about transitioning into and thriving in an industry career. Today, we will be talking about mastering LinkedIn so employers contact you. We have a great show lined up with another fantastic show me the data section. We will also be talking to our LinkedIn experts, Petra Fisher and Donna Serdula. The highlights from today's Show Me the Data section are a series of statistics that are very, very important for you to understand as a PhD, because if you are not leveraging LinkedIn on a daily basis to get hired, you will not get hired. Here's why. 48% of recruiters post jobs on LinkedIn and nowhere else on social media. That is a st- LinkedIn statistic from Biz Media posted uh, on both LinkedIn and on the Biz Media website. Also, 73% of job seekers aged 18 to 34 found their last job through a social network such as LinkedIn. Here's another statistic. 77% of all jobs are posted on LinkedIn and 98% of recruiters use social media, particularly LinkedIn, to find talent to fill jobs. We could go on and on with these statistics, but you get the point. Uh, A great article came out in uh, LinkedIn's business section, seven data points that will make attracting and closing candidates easier. Um, So where do candidates look to get info before applying? They look at a company website, but they also look on LinkedIn. Okay. So we're reversing it. Where do you as a candidate look? Where do most PhDs look for jobs? They look at the company website to learn about the position, but they also look on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is a two-way street. Employers are looking for you on LinkedIn, and it's also a uh, the number two spot for where you're going to learn about a company on LinkedIn too. Why is LinkedIn such a great place for you to research companies? Because you can see the list of employees um, that are working at that company for free. You don't even have to be a prime member. Let's talk about a couple of more stats. Employee referrals are the number one channel of quality hires. If you've listened to any of our radio shows, you know this. LinkedIn also has a news section where they've reported a lot of statistics in terms of how people are using LinkedIn, um, how people are getting hired. No surprise here, 70% of people were hired at a company where they had a connection. This is why not just referrals are important, but let's get more specific, employee referrals. You want to be getting introduced to people who are working at the companies you want to work for because getting a referral from an employee is your your best chance of getting hired. Here's another stat, 35%, more than one-third of a casual conversation on LinkedIn has led to a new opportunity. So more than one-third of those polled said that just having a casual conversation with somebody on LinkedIn and a post reaching out to them with a message, uh, a connection request has led to a new opportunity. That's all it takes. Find someone who commented on a post that you like, reach out to them, connect to them, and when you do connect to them, make sure you're sending a personal message. This takes us to the end of the Show Me the Data section, and we will be moving on to our next segment now. In our next segment, we will be talking to Petra Fisher. Um, Her clients and peers call her the LinkedIn Storytelling 
wizard. Uh, Petra helps international professionals and entrepreneurs uh, establish a LinkedIn presence that naturally attracts their dream client or employer. Executives with an outstanding track record hire her to add uh, their personality to LinkedIn. We've talked about this a lot before. It's very important to tell a story on your LinkedIn profile. There needs to be a narrative. It can't just be a bulleted list of your skills or even your results. You have to also tell a story. Why are you the perfect fit for the position that you want? Um, Petra lives with her teenage daughter and her big fat red cat. Those are her own words. Now for our conversation with Petra. Great to have you on. Thanks for joining us. Very, very excited. Thanks for having me. Yeah. um, So we we mapped out a bunch of questions to to ask. And I know that you have your own kind of story about how you became a a LinkedIn expert. I guess the, one of the first things I was interested in, though, is I want to get it. I want to get right to the meat of it because we have most of our people on now. How, how can you leverage LinkedIn, especially internationally? So we have over forty countries represented in the in Cheeky Scientists and in, in our, our association who's watching right now. Um, what are some of the international differences? And then, if you're more international, like you're from Amsterdam, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how can you leverage LinkedIn? Okay. Well, um, as you mentioned in your um, data, there's over 500 million members at the moment, and 70% of those are outside the US. So that pretty much covers most of the world. There's a few countries like Germany has their own networks called Xing, X-Y-I-N-G, and that is quite big in German. So you might find Germans that are not on LinkedIn. But other than that, generally, the whole world is on LinkedIn. And the great thing about LinkedIn is because it operates on the principle of the six degrees of separation, you know, how throughout the world we know everyone through someone. And LinkedIn is mainly leveraging the first three degrees of separation. So you and I connected today, that makes us first degree connections. But then if you comment on my post, that gives you access to my network. That's your second degree connections. But someone might comment on that which is your third degree so this is why um if you have a connection anywhere in the world you real quick like get access to a lot of people out there yes and so if you want to work or live in a certain country the great thing about linkedin is that you can really actively build your network there through search now if people are as old as i am they remember google when it had only one search box when it didn't have the options below with including or excluding words. So we had to use Boolean expressions, like use the word and or quotation marks. If you just Google for Boolean expressions, they all work on LinkedIn as well, which means you can get really detailed searches because I could search for a researcher, not cheeky, and then none of you show up, right? A scientist, not cheeky. Or I could do and, and, so you can really filter that because sometimes you don't know what someone's called. Is they, are they called CEO or chief executive officer or something else? So the Boolean search is really helpful. And then the other thing is when you build your network, especially if you want to build it in a country where you're not yet based, you find people that are of interest of you and try and engage with their content first. Because if you go to the profile, you can see their recent activity. So you can already comment and by commenting, you can add value to their readers and share your expertise at the same time. So in that way, you start building a bit of a relationship first. Then by the time you send out that invite, it's not a cold call anymore because they already know you. So that's what I love about LinkedIn because it's online. You don't have to know who knows someone because it's real easy to find out. Yeah. So I think 
great points there, and I want to recap real quick. So first of all, what Petra is saying is that your shared connections are valuable, right? Those secondary, tertiary. Absolutely. Crucial, right? And we talk, we talk on that quite a bit. What I didn't know is you could use Boolean search terms. So on Google, right, you can do and, or, whatever. You can put things in quotes so you're searching phrases instead of single words. I just didn't. And even in parentheses, so you can say this and that, bracket opening, not something, something, closing bracket. You can get as complicated as you want, but you don't have to, but it, it really helps. Which is amazing, right? Especially for, you know, us as PhDs, we love that. So I think that's. I know. I thought you'd like that. That's great. It's, I did not know that. So um, I put an example in the chat box. Try that out. That's fantastic. Um, I think one thing that I'm really interested in is some of the differences. So you mentioned, you know, of course, some countries have their own platforms that are more popular, et cetera. But what is something like, you know, especially because you're in Europe, what do you see Europeans do more on LinkedIn that maybe you see or European countries? Um, how are they using it differently or what might be different than, than the U.S.? Right. So I think think i mean my network is is all over the world and i don't really see much of a difference in how my connections in different countries use it but i think we all bring our own cultural background with us so some people are a lot more direct some people are a lot more polite and you bring that behavior with you and so i think it's not so much a linkedin thing but because on linkedin it's only words there's no voice there's no smile um so you've got to make sure your message is not taken the wrong way. So do some research into the culture of the country that you're targeting. Because yes. it's really easy for me to always say, your profile photo, look directly into the camera, because when we have a conversation, we make eye contact. Right. Well, there's a few countries where we don't make eye contact during conversations because it's rude. Right. You know, so, so look into the culture of the co country you're trying to approach and then find a middle ground between your natural behavior and the accepted behavior in that country because you, you don't want to just act in a way that's not you. Right. So I think uh, knowing your audience is something we talk about a lot. So your audience is the companies in the country that you want to work for. Um, and so look at, so let your LinkedIn profile be an extension of how you would act culturally um, in person. I think that's great. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so to get, Back to LinkedIn profiles in general, then, what are some strategies? Like, what would you say are your top three, four, five things that you would suggest doing on your sure. own? Well, the first thing is, um, we all know first impressions are made in seconds, right? And especially online, because LinkedIn, it's a website. And generally, whatever we're searching for on the internet, we get a whole bunch of results, and we quickly scroll and decide, nah, 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 yeah. And that's as much time as you got on LinkedIn as well. So during that, nah, 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 yeah. What they're going to see is your banner. Um, in LinkedIn terminology, officially it's called your background image, but it says right across like this. So we'll call it a banner, it's easy to understand. And it's big and it's massive, so it's totally in your face. So you need to make that relevant because the next thing they see is your head and then your headline, which is if you don't do anything to your profile, it is your current job title and your current company, but you can manually type something there and you have 120 characters. So in that headline, which is one of the first things people see, you want to make it very clear what you do and whom for, so that the readers know immediately, are you talking to me? Are you talking about my topic? Mm. That sentence and that banner, they need to strengthen each other. They need to match. They need to make sense. So that is your really, really first impression. The other thing is 
Um, if you were to visit my profile, you will see me wearing a jacket, even though I'm extremely casual and I rock up at presentations in jeans and T-shirt because I always believe people hire me for my knowledge, not for my fashion sense that is non-existent. But that first impression is made in a split second. So I need that jacket because that's what people expect of a LinkedIn trainer at a certain level. As soon as they start reading, they discover who I really am. So the other thing is, and I think you sort of mentioned it already a little bit, maybe in different words, is LinkedIn is not about your past. It's about your future. Mm. So you think about where do I want to go next? What kind of job role would I like? What kind of company? What kind of company culture? And then you go back to everything you've done and you think, what skills did I develop? What achievements did I have? What did I do that contributes to me being this perfect person for this dream role that I want to get next? Um, real quick example, first half of my career was all in social work, domestic violence, shelters, drug users, all that kind of stuff. I could have deleted that of my profile once I wanted to become a trainer that went into corporate. But for me, all these jobs build my my facilitation skills, my people skills, my thinking real quick on my feet skills. So that's the only thing I describe in those roles because it's not, um, and this might be a bit hard for scientists and data and proof, but it doesn't have to be a literal list of responsibilities. You only pick the ones that help you build your story, build your narrative of why you're so brilliant at where you want to go now. Yeah. The other thing is you can add media to your profile. You can add media with your summary section and with each job. And we know this thing about this picture in a thousand words, so I don't have to explain that. And also, um, if you have done a presentation or you wrote an interesting article, all kind of things, you can add them. Just check because sometimes you upload something and LinkedIn displays it in the most crappy way imaginable. In that way, just delete it and upload something else. Um, another, it's not quite a profile tip, but a networking tip. People always ask me, should I go for a small network that I know really well, or should I go for a really large network? But because we talked about the power of the second degree and even a third degree, I would say connect to every person you've spoken more than three words to. That includes your mom. That Someone sent their mom to my course the other day, so don't think moms are not on LinkedIn. But it includes everyone. Because you never know who they know. As long as you do what we talked about earlier, um, build a bit of a connection before you invite. And the last thing is, um, most people think, oh, LinkedIn is business, so I've got to be really formal. Well, if you're a really formal person, that's fine, but stay true to yourself because if you're really formal, present yourself formal. If you're really casual, present yourself casual because if you read my profile, some people are going to hate it because it's way too long and it carries on and it's chatty and it's all these kind of things. And the people that read my profile think, what idiot woman is this? They wouldn't be great clients for me either. So it's a natural filter where you're not wasting other people's time or your time and you'll end up in a company where you fit culturally in the company culture. So that would be and I'm talking fast because you started talking fast so that we get as much as we can into the time. Yes. But that would be my main tips to share tonight because you got Donna coming on as well. So you get so much good stuff anyway. Yes, I think it's going to be a, a packed show. And I, I, I want to ask you one more question, but I want to recap that because I think they're great ideas. Um, focus on the future. Crucial. Yes. It's easy to just say what you've done in the past, like you're trying to show off what you've done. 
but you want to talk about where you're going and make yourself a good fit for where you're going. Great advice. I love that you talk about narratives and stories, right? What's the story you want to tell that you are the perfect person for what? That's great too. Um, adding media, very, very smart and being yourself too. We talk a lot about, don't try to be what, you know, fake to fit into a company, you know, make, the com- make sure you're finding a company that's a good fit for you. So Yeah, because you're going to be unhappy otherwise. I mean, you want to, of course, like you said, dress like you're going to an interview, right? You, you might you need to throw on a jacket or whatever else, like just like Petra said. But at the same time, be yourself in your profile. Don't be fake. Um, otherwise, you're going to get into a position you're not going to enjoy and you're going to want to leave in six months. So great advice. Last question. I want to flip that. What are some mistakes that you see people making on LinkedIn? What would you say you should not do. You talked a little bit about some of that, but I want to ask the question sure. directly. And then maybe you could tie in, you know, how, etiquette, like the common etiquette for LinkedIn to that, right? Don't do this, right. this etiquette. Okay. So that's a double question. You're right. So the first biggest thing you wouldn't do is talk about yourself in third person. Okay. <laughs> a lot of people do that. Um, I think it stems from, from business where people just copy their bio from a website. But your LinkedIn profile is effectively a conversation where you're not present. So if I was to meet you and I say, hey, Asaya, what do you do? You would say, you know, I'm a marketing specialist. I'm the founder of Cheeky Scientist. You wouldn't start talking, well, Asaya, founder of Cheeky Scientist because of blah, blah, blah. And me reading your profiles, essentially having that conversation, asking me, what do you do? And when someone says, what do you do? You say, I. So forget your English teacher that told you to never start a sentence with I, because you will once I've had my way. Um, the other thing is don't be too creative in your wording right up the top in the headline because it has to be very clear. We all know what a customer service officer is, but not everybody understands chief happiness officer. Yes. In, in your summary, you can be a little bit more creative, but if you have a – really good play on words people are not going to might not get it in that first second um and the other a big big one is not your profile but when you're active on linkedin don't just willingly like everything because you like it you want to build a brand so in my case i am really passionate about sustainability yet you will not see me like anything about sustainability on linkedin you will not see me comment on it because if you see my face, I want your response to be like that, that little experiment Pavlov did with a dog, you know, he rings the bell, dog starts drooling because he thinks he gets food. You see my face, you think LinkedIn networking personal branding. So whenever you scroll to your homepage, as soon as you see my face, you immediately stop scrolling because you know it's going to be content that you're interested in. You want to have that same effect. So do not just like or comment because they're a good friend of yours or it's an interesting topic, but have your main topic, two or three related topics, and stay on brand so that you really become known as that person who, you know, really, really knows this stuff. As far as etiquette, because you asked that, um, well, LinkedIn is a network, you know, and, and networking is all about building relationships. So, okay, this is, I have this example I always use and it doesn't work anymore because my example is you wouldn't walk into a networking event and just start handing out your cards without talking to people. Mm. I was at a networking event and two people did exactly that. So I have to come up with a new example, but generally you don't do that. You talk to people and then you give them your card so they can remember you. 
Yes. So on LinkedIn, don't just connect to collect stamps. Engage with people. When you invite someone, put a personal message. This is how I ended up on this show. Like this engagement and building relationships doesn't have to take long. I saw this video um, that you guys, Cheeky Scientists, there. There was a panel of three and they were talking about LinkedIn and I really liked it. So I shared it because I share content about LinkedIn. It doesn't have to be my own. And I shared it. So I mentioned the three people to give them credit. And then I went to their profiles and sent each of them an invitation, complimenting them on the video and referring to something else in their profile to say, hey, this or that is why I'd like to connect. They all accepted. And before I knew it, one of them got back to me, hey, we got this cool show. Do you want to be on it? You know, that would not have happened had I only sent an invite and ignored them. Absolutely. So the other thing about a bit of etiquette and relationship building is if someone accepts your invite, send a thank you message. Thank them for accepting. Welcome them into your network. And don't ask for a big fat favor straight away. Even if you had an alternative motive and you connected with them because they know they're in a company that you want to get into, have one or two messages, engage with their content before you ask that. Um, no, I yeah. Just to recap, I mean, that's solid advice, and it's advice you have heard in, in a different way. Add value first. Don't just ask for something right away. Especially Absolutely. Show that etiquette. Um, I love the part about creating a personal brand, right? You want to get into project management, respond to project management stuff so everybody sees you on things. Absolutely. Great advice. All right. Thanks, Petra. Talk okay. Soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. You can connect with Petra on LinkedIn at linkedin.com backslash IN backslash Petra Fisher. Um, you can also receive LinkedIn tips by mail if you go to petrafisher.com. Um, she also has an active uh, Facebook group, facebook.com backslash groups backslash LinkedIn tips Petra Fisher. In our next segment, we will be talking to Donna Serdula. Donna is a frequent guest. She is the founder of LinkedIn Makeover. Um, she has a great new book out by Wiley called LinkedIn for Dummies. I highly recommend you check it out, um, even if you're an intelligent PhD, because there's a lot of strategies in that book that you will not find anywhere else. Donna loves LinkedIn. Um, she's also the author of her previous book, LinkedIn Makeover, Professional Secrets to a Powerful LinkedIn Profile. Back in 2009, Donna decided to break free from corporate America. America and set out on her own path. She started Vision Board Media um, to help businesses and individual individuals leverage the internet, specifically LinkedIn, in their quest to market themselves. She is the world's foremost expert on LinkedIn profile optimization. Um, if you go to LinkedIn-Makeover.com, you can learn all about Donna and her business um, and why she is a pro when it comes to everything LinkedIn. Um, again, at LinkedIn-Makeover.com, uh, um, you'll see where how Donna helps individuals from all around the world brand themselves successfully on LinkedIn. You can connect with Donna, no surprise here, on LinkedIn, linkedin.com backslash IN backslash two as T-O Donna. And now we're going to jump into our segment with Donna Serdula. I want to jump right in and talk about LinkedIn. Obviously, we've been talking about it this entire show. We've talked about a lot of the concepts that you've drilled into us over the years, like creating a story, a narrative on LinkedIn, um, the importance of those connections and those little things you can do in terms of activity. I wanted to come to you for some higher level advice, right? And some timely things. So 
maybe I'll just start with the timely stuff. What, is, what are some recent things that you're seeing working very well on LinkedIn um, or even some recent changes to LinkedIn's algorithm stuff that's a little bit more like, okay, this month, these last few months, this is what's happening. This is what you need to do. Yeah. Well, I will tell you this. I mean, great timing because just like two, three days ago, LinkedIn has rolled out hashtags and and hashtags is something they've had but they haven't done a lot with they really haven't educated people um but recently so my methodology and and this is something that all of you guys should know by now if you've you've gone through our our toolbox it, it starts off with having that strong optimized profile once you have that strong profile you gotta network you gotta you gotta build that network you gotta connect with people um, but then once you've connected you've got to start splashing around you got to engage and so what i want you guys to start doing is when you begin this engagement when you start to post on linkedin i'm gonna i, I hate to do this i hate to give you guys another thing to do but Think in terms of hashtags. Think in terms of who you are, what you represent. Think in terms of your industry. Think in terms of your specialty, what it is that you do. And those are now going to be not only your keywords that you've infused into your profile, but you're going to start talking about it. You're going to start posting. And as you post articles, ideas, concepts, um, the thing, meetings, hashtag, (laughs) old pound sign, type in the name, that word, and LinkedIn is getting smarter. And so you might find that you are hashtagging these, you know, some, some actually quite scientific terms, but guess what? They're going to catch it and it now becomes hyperlinked and that there are people out there, especially recruiters who are looking for someone like you, and they're going to be listening to that hashtag. What, mean, what that means is they're going to be clicking on the hashtag. They're going to see all the posts that contain that hashtag. And I want you to be part of that choir, singing that hashtag, getting found by the people who care about it, networking, finding opportunities. So that's, that's really big, really, really big right now. That is great. So let me, can I clarify it now? The only time that I've seen hashtags or maybe that I've used them is when I'm publishing a post or something, it asks you to like add three hashtags. Mm-hmm right? That was, that's the only time I know, but can you add them on your profile now too? You you can, but I would say this, do it within the post. And what I've been doing and what I've been finding to be very successful is as you're typing the post, as you come across those meat and potato words, hashtag them within the actual content. You can put them at the end if you want to, but, you know, if you're talking about networking and you're talking about uh, scientific research, scientific research, (laughs) hashtag, if you're talking about, you know, PhD, go ahead, hashtag that. Think of all of those, those terms that reflect who you are in your audience and start hashtagging them. It basically, what it does is it turns it into a hyperlink within that post and it then indexes that post along with all of those other people who are, you know, hashtagging and very few people are hashtagging. So if you want to get, if you want to stand out, if you want to um, get noticed, splash around crafting, engaging posts and hashtagging them. You want to do one one other thing. I'll tell you another thing, Isaiah, this is huge. Um, you got to start tagging people into these posts and that is going to give you an even greater pulpit, a greater uh, amplification. 
And so what you want to do is create a post that talks about, you know, whatever it is, something that's going on in the news, something that's going on in your industry, something that you recognize, something that you want to share. And then once you've written that post, start tagging people. Tag me. Tag Isaiah. (laughs) Tag people who have a good audience. Because what happens is by tagging Isaiah, by tagging me, what's going to happen is we're going to be alerted within our notifications. Hey, you were tagged on this post. I'm going to look at that post. Otherwise, I might not see it. Once I see it, I'm then going to feel like, well, gosh, they, he, this person tagged me. I should at least like it or comment, <laughs> which then shares it with my network. And so you get that viral quality. So tagging people, now you've got to do it not in an obnoxious way. I never, ever teach spamming. I never teach, you know, being obnoxious with LinkedIn. Be authentic, be real. And think in terms of who would really, truly be someone that should be engaged in this post and tag them. Isn't that pushy, I see? <laughs> Sounds a little. It's relevant. It's got to be relevant, right? So yeah. Yeah. You're saying like you're not just going to tag 50 people on your post so they see them and share it like people used to do that on twitter it's totally spammy but if you find an article that's very relevant to somebody in your network and you're tagging them not daily but you tag them occasionally totally fine and i think yeah. it's a good way to add to the conversation and i think if i love to work in the tag so at the very bottom of my post i'll say um and here's some great photographers who, you know, who, who, who do exactly what I just talked about. And I'll tag those photographers and the photographer who's tagged is like, wow, this is a great shout out. Thank you for, you know, you know, promoting me and, and saying something nice. I'll say, um, you know, if I'm talking about networking at the very bottom, I'll say, and here's some great networkers. So it's not like I'm just tagging them, but I'm complimenting and promoting them as well. Adding value. Yeah, exactly right. So you don't do it for your own selfish purposes, even though it'll help you. But I love the idea. So think about it in our terms, for those of you listening, you know, uh, recruiters, right? Could you tag recruiters that have positions or could you help recruiters by tagging other associates who might be a good fit for a role that you're not a good fit for? Um, Stuff like this. So if you see it like a recruiter puts out an article, share the article. And then when you share an article, that's when you can use the tags that uh, Don is talking about. And that's when you can tag other people too. Um, Donna, can you use the tag? So I've noticed, and maybe it's just me, but you keep, the people's names aren't popping up as easily when I'm commenting on their articles. Are they, yeah. is there, there? Is that just something that isn't is what changing? You, yeah, what you want to do is when you tag someone, at one time, you could just start typing. And I would just start typing Isaiah and it would catch it. doesn't do it that any, anyway. Not anymore, at least. So what you need to do is hit the at symbol. Hit the at symbol and then start slowly typing the person's name. And as soon as you hit at and you do the first letter, LinkedIn is going to immediately start, you know, looking, okay, who in their network has this name? And they'll start suggesting and you just keep typing. And the more you type, the more LinkedIn recognizes and then you can select it. Mm, I love it. So that's a, that's a great, very timely tip. Um, I want to ask a more strategic, like long-term tip too. So we, we have a lot of uh, associates who are, they're transitioning, they're getting that first job, right? What needs to change on your profile after you get a job? This is something you and I have never really talked about, right? We've always said like just trying to get that job. You get that job, what do you do next? What are the changes that you make? Yeah. Change, obviously to getting promoted or building... Yeah. Yeah. And I have a blog post actually that I'm going to send you that you can share with people that I think is going to be helpful because most people, they, they, they add the new position 
Mm. And, and they're like, wait, but you've always said I need to talk about my successes and my accomplishments, but I just got there. I don't have any. Right. What, do, what do I write? <laughs> do I leave it blank? What, what should I do? So what, what I want you to do is this. When it's time, and it's probably going to be time shortly after that first week that you started, maybe even prior to that week that you started, you know, change your headline because you're no longer looking. You're now in a position. So think of how that headline would change and, and, make, and make that update. Go into your summary and read it through. And, and see what needs to change within the summer, because that's that story that you were telling was being told to hiring managers, to recruiters. It's a different story now. You now have a, a new opportunity, a new position. And so think in terms of what do you want to say? You know, and maybe it's maybe you want to use it for right now to say, hey, I'm so happy to be now working at this new facility, this new association, this new organization. I'm looking forward and, and use it as that introduction because you know everyone is going to be looking at you on LinkedIn. So use it as that introduction. It doesn't, this doesn't have to be there for six weeks, but maybe for the first you know, week or two, just to really let people know. Um, then once you have that summary, um, and it could be a lot shorter than usual, but you're going to be changing it as you start getting more and more uh, deeply into that role, more embedded, and you start to understand a little bit more about the culture and you know what you're going to be doing. And so you can always come back and change that. But think in terms of what you want these people to see and know about you right this very second. Mm -hmm. Then you want to go into your experiences and you're going to add the new experience, but you don't have any accomplishments. That's okay. <laughs> you're not supposed to. So breathe a sigh of relief there and instead start thinking about other things. You know, what is this company? Who are they? Talk about the company. Talk about the department, the group that you're working within. What is it that you're doing? What is the goal for that group? Then talk about, you know, what you're looking forward to achieving. Talk in terms of what you're going to be doing. You don't have to be saying, hey, I've done all of these great things. You haven't had the time. But talk more about the future, what the goals are, what you're going to be doing. And then say connect with me or, you know, you know, you can, you can give them that little bit more and that's it. That's all you need for right now. Now in three months, six months, every day, guys, I want you to have a notebook or a to-do list on your phone. And I want you to be every day capturing your successes, everything that you've done that you're proud of, write it down. If you don't write it down, you're going to forget it. And then you're going to come in, a, in, a, in like, you know, three years, whenever it's time for you to revamp your resume, and of course you should always have your resume current, but we know that rarely happens, you're going to forget. You're going to forget all the good things that you did. So start jotting them down now. Yeah, I like the idea of keeping a record of everything because you're right. When you're in it, like if you've, if you've noticed, like when, when you started your PhD program, your postdoc, you went to this learning curve that was very, very rapid, right? And all this stuff happened, you're barely keeping up and you probably forgot about all of those great insights you were having when you had fresh eyes. Now you have the curse of knowledge, you're seeing everything as, as, as mundane, but as you're going through a new position, that's a great idea. And even as you're going through any life change, what I love about what Don is talking about here and that we've heard previously is be future focused. Any life change you have, that can be a change that you can leverage on LinkedIn, right? That's another reason to get people to connect with you. It doesn't even have to be a new job. It could be a new skill that you have, any, any of this stuff. And that's, that's something that you talk about a lot too, Donna. Okay, I want to talk about troubleshooting. So let's say you've done everything right. You've followed all of your templates. All of Donna's advice has been done perfectly. 
but you're still stuck. Like you cannot find a role. You're not having people respond to you. What can you do to shake things up on LinkedIn? Some of the stuff that you would say, okay, this is a, this is a, the a worst case scenario. This is a parachute that's going to help you. You talk about splashing around. Is there anything that you would suggest for someone who's just completely stuck, even though they're doing everything right on paper? I, I, I would argue they're not doing everything right. They're doing something wrong. There's something not right there and they're, they're probably blind to it. Yeah. I just had a person call me yesterday and they had spent thousands, thousands, plural of dollars on a resume and a LinkedIn profile, not, not by me, someone else. They've been out of work for over a year and it's been crickets on LinkedIn. And he said, can you please look at it? Tell me what am I doing wrong? I think I'm doing everything right. I'm doing everything that everyone tells me to do. What is wrong? And I looked at his profile. It was all accomplishments without any context. There were companies without any company pages. There was, there was a hinkiness that went right through this profile because there were no recommendations. None of the companies matched. Uh, there was no context to who he was. It was just a lot of gobbledygook. But facts. Thought, a facts, yeah, but without context, who knew? Who knew? And of course, to one person looking at it, it was like, okay, quick, yeah, easy. Look, this looks great. But when you really got into it, there was really no depth. And so to him, you know, it was a hard conversation to, to talk to him and say, look, you've got to look at this as a real person. You know, step outside. So I would say this, guys, troubleshooting. If, if it's not working and you're doing everything Isaiah is saying, you're doing everything I'm saying, you've read the book, you've gone through the, you know, the courses and it's still not working, you might have to reach out to someone. You might have to reach out and say, hey, what's wrong? What am I not doing right? What is, what is, what is glaring that I can't see? Because it's wonderful out there. There, there are companies, they're hiring you have something to, to provide. You really do, all of you. you. You are all shining. There's something that's dull that's on that profile, and you got to find it. And if you can't find it, you need to ask for help. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think the uh, how do you add context? Why? Why is this important? As PhDs, especially, we're affected by this. We list our facts, and we're like, what's the deal? Like, this is great data. You have to connect the dots for people, though, especially for recruiters, hiring managers who are thinking more in terms of story. And yeah. it's explain the why, like you did this. Why is that important? And you have more room to do that on LinkedIn versus your resume. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Even think in terms of what was that company? This guy had worked for these little tiny companies. I had never heard of them before. There were no company pages. I, could, I didn't know if it was a manufacturing company. I didn't know if it was a marketing company. I couldn't tell. So everything that he explained made no sense to me. So sometimes you've got to take that step backwards. Yes, it's clear to you because you're in the midst of it, but you've got to take that step back and say, okay, if, I, if that person that I'm talking to just, just has no background, no concept, you've got to start from ground zero. And you've got to sometimes explain it almost like you're, a chi you're talking to a child. Hmm. Yeah, because they're not spending that much time on it. I've heard people say you got to use eighth grade language so that an eighth grader can understand it. Because especially when you're skimming, right? They're not they're not going in depth to begin. Yeah, and and the idea is you don't even want to get too far in depth because you want them to request that resume. You want them to get you on the phone so you can talk about it. You know, the point of your profile is not to get a job. It's 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 to get that feeling of yeah, 
They're impressed. There's confidence. The person likes you. The person's interested. They want to reach out. That's what you're really trying to sell. You're not trying to get a job on LinkedIn. You can never get a job on LinkedIn. They need to talk to you before they offer you anything. So, so don't get too overly salesy. You know, it's like you don't, you know, kids don't go, you know, maybe kids on a playground will go up and say, hey, will you be my friend? But at, when you're at the adult level, that's a little weird. And I think a lot of people are trying to do that. I think that's a great distinction. You're not actually going to get hired on LinkedIn. It's going to help you get to that point of getting hired. And um, we don't talk enough about that. So a couple of questions for you. I want to ask you, so how long have you been doing LinkedIn Makeover now? 2009 is uh, when I started the company. <laughs> so what I'm curious for you, because obviously you have to leverage LinkedIn for your program and everything. What are some of the biggest changes or jumps you've had that, LinkedIn was responsible for? Like, what are some new things you started doing that really helped you get the word out or that had the biggest jump in taking LinkedIn makeover to that next level? Because we've, con- we've seen it continue to climb. So I'm just curious for your own personal story. What, what were some of those things? Some of those moments? Yeah. You know, that's a great question. I, I think to me, LinkedIn has always just been a platform to reach more people. Mm. And I've never looked at LinkedIn as a place to really sell my services as much as it's a place to educate people as to the importance of how you look, how you project, you know, your brand, your story. And, and, you know, by doing that, by never really saying, Hey guys, you know, by my LinkedIn profile writing, it's always been, this is why your profile is important. And this is how you can do it. And these are the things that you should be thinking about. I think that has been the most important thing. It's been giving as much information as I can away. Um, and, and through that, you know, with LinkedIn, um, the video has been huge for me to be able to now, you know, post videos directly onto LinkedIn. Uh, their publishing platform has allowed me to reach far more people than I could on my own blog. Um, and, and what they've been doing, I think almost especially, and I hate to do this, but I always bring this up. Yes. The phone, the phone, the phone. No, well, this too, Isaiah. My God, you guys, the cheeky scientists. I love you guys. You know that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Not gonna go there. That's too easy. But no, I, I love this because you're right. I think everybody has to make that turn. And I can tell you, when we started with cheeky scientists, it was a lot of selling, and now we just add content and value as much as possible. You see yeah. that with people who who get it, right? I understand. For those of you listening, you know, even a job search, you think you have to like ask and sell yourself constantly, but by adding value, that's really where the magic happens, for sure. Give. Constantly be giving. And when you're going in there to that interview, if that's not right, think of who do you know who is right and help them. Say, look, I'm not the right person for you. This is not with my values. This is not with my strengths. But I know somebody who is. Perfect. That's something that's going to come around. But going back to it, guys, if you don't have the LinkedIn app on your phone, do it right now. We'll stop. It's like a two-second two download. But it's going to get you more engaged and active than ever before. And I will tell you this. This has been huge for my business because more and more people are on it than, than ever before. LinkedIn likes to say they've got 500 million users. They're not all active. Ish, yeah. Donna, this has been fantastic. I think we've got 30 seconds. I want to take you through a lightning round real quick. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Okay, so would you rather climb a mountain or jump from a plane? Climb a mountain. Big dogs or small dogs? Wait, say it again. Big dogs or small dogs? Small dogs. 
<laughs> of course. Uh, what podcast? What's one podcast you're currently listening to? I love uh, Jamie J's. Uh, I can never remember the name. It's like Don't Sit on the Pine or something like that. It's really Jamie funny Jamie. though. Jamie J. Jamie J. And what's your spirit animal? You know, I went to a psychic when I was thirteen. And she told me that I was a reincarnation of a gazelle. A gazelle. Anything, any, any sentence that starts with, I went to a psychic and they said, I'm always all ears. Okay, great to hear. <laughs> thank you very much, Donna. Please thank Donna in the chat box. Please check out her book, LinkedIn for Dummies. We've been putting the link in there. Go to her LinkedIn profile. Uh, she has a lot of great videos on LinkedIn. If you haven't been watching those, fantastic job on those, Donna. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Cheeky Scientist Radio. Get your LinkedIn profiles in shape. Start link, uh, networking on LinkedIn. You deserve a good industry job. Remember your value as a PhD. And as always, if you want to learn more about Cheeky Scientist and our flagship program, the Cheeky Scientist Association, go to phdsgethired.com phdsgethired.com. Go to our website too, cheekyscientist.com. Listen to some of the stories of our other associates, PhDs, just like you in science, engineering, technology, math, social sciences, even humanities who have applied our strategies to get hired in industry. Um, you can make it happen for yourself as well. Uh, you can download any of our eBooks for free on our homepage again, cheekyscientist.com. And you can sign up to our email newsletter so you get all of our free tips and strategies and videos for free. I will see you next week at another Cheeky Scientist radio show. Oh, 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 oh,